open life of tonics were a little busy. They couldn't make it here from their world tour to do it live. So uh, glad they showed up on video. No, we don't like to have fun around here. If you're a guest with us, we're somewhat normal. So just thanks for bearing with that. That was kind of fun. And for Jaden spending all the hours on video editing this week, uh, must have been more fun than we can even imagine with all the takes. Uh, good stuff, good stuff. Hey, well, I want to uh, take a couple minutes here and, and dive into just unpack a thought based off of everything that you've heard already. We're trying to um, uh, jump into the, the real heart of what it means to behold a son is born, right? And uh, this, is, uh, this is the power of what we get to do in the text today as we read from you the whole story, thanks to all of our readers, and especially thanks to our birthday boy, Tim, that read today. Happy birthday. And uh, a great job. But we have saw the scenario of the Virgin Mary is uh, pregnant with child and gives birth. We have Joseph making a decision of the tension of what is he going to do with a pregnant fiance and his choice based off of what the angel challenged him to do. Shepherds see an angel um, and a wise man. And this is a lot of content, especially for you kids, right? I mean, you're hearing all this and it's the, the tension of, man, maybe I just don't quite understand what these adults are reading and telling me. So we thought, let's put it in your language, right? So that it would make more sense to you. Is that a good idea? Is that a good idea? Should we act it out a little? Okay, here's another video for you. came to see Mary. She was doing laundry, and then the angel just appeared, and she was really scared. So Gabriel was like, Mary, you're going to have, like, I can't say good. Mary, you're going to have a baby. You're going to have a baby, and you will call him Jesus. And then Mary was like, I'm not going to have a baby yet. I'm only a teenager. I'm not married. Then the angel Gabriel told Joseph that Mary is not lying. She, you are having a new baby. And so they met up. They went to Bethlehem, which was Joseph's old town. They ride a donkey. <laughs> I don't know. A camel. Oh, yeah, a camel. She said, this donkey's fast. They tried to go to a hotel, and they asked the keeper um, for a place to stay. The keeper said, we have no rooms, literally no rooms. <laughs> so Mary and Joseph walked away sadly, but then he said, the only place in here in Bethlehem that, that you can stay, stay is a staple. And then he just pointed the way they followed. When the shepherds were taking care of the sheep, then they saw angels. The angels said, a new baby is getting born, who is king of the Jews. The angel were singing. Glorious. And then the shepherds said, I think we should go there and meet him. The second, I think, said, yeah, I agree with you. And the other said, yeah, me too. They had to walk through a bunch of grass and bushes, maybe have to camp out a night. 
Then the lion heard about it, and then a star appeared. We should probably follow that star. It's pointing down to the barn. So maybe we should follow it. Maybe. So the wise men went to Jesus. They gave them gifts. A stuffed animal, like a hippo one, to have at home. Some diapers, and some wipes, and some milk, some shoes, some Jordans. Gold, Frank, and Latimer. And I don't know how it would survive in that barn. Too stinky, too crowded, and ugh. I think he probably pooped because the room was very smelly. Thank you for coming. He's adorable. He's gonna be our best friend. I love you, and you're the best baby I ever seen. There, I said it. <laughs> the new baby is gonna change the world. That was wonderful and makes perfect sense. I think they summed the message up of the coming of Jesus, and now it makes sense to all of us, right, in the room? Wow, uh, they are some funny ones. Well, it seems this year everywhere I've turned, whether I'm listening to Christmas music or worship CDs, for the last few months, the word behold keeps jumping out to me. In fact, we sang one of the worship songs today, the, the Behold, a Son has Come. You know, we're sitting there singing that. There's a, there's a new Christmas album out by uh, Lauren Daigle that is called Behold. And, and it just, I've been captured by that word. And I went back into some of the older school versions, I guess you would say, of the text of the Christmas story. And instead of saying, look, you know, it says Behold. And I wanted to read a couple of them here for you. Actually, a few of them. Mary, uh, it says this in Luke one thirty one: Behold, you will conceive in your worm. Your worm. <laughs> Say what? Um, that worm over there is totally conceiving. But you as well, the angel said, will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. Joseph heard the same word twice from the angel. Uh, he considered these things, it says in Matthew one twenty. Behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not fear. Right? We just read that. Again in Matthew one twenty three. Behold, the virgin shall conceive and bear a son. They shall call his name Emmanuel, which means God with us. The shepherds heard it. They were out in the field, right? And the angel said, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news, great joy that will be for all people. And then we didn't read about the wise men before, but even the wise men, right? Matthew 2.9 says, after listening to the king, they went on their way and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came and rested over where the child was. Even Jesus' cousin, John the Baptist, Caught a behold moment later on. Jesus was older at this time. But John 1.29 records it. The next day he saw Jesus coming towards him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Behold. Our big idea today is God wants us to take time to look at Jesus. That simple. God wants us at Christmas. And you're here. We're singing to the choir, right? We're taking time to consider the true meaning of Christmas that God loved us so much that he sent his son 
Right? Isn't that the true meaning of Christmas? It means to look. John 3, 16 and 17 says, For this is how God loved the world. He gave his one and only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. God sent his son into the world not to judge the world, but to save the world through him, through Jesus. It's a big deal. This is a huge deal. This is a behold kind of deal. God wants us to pause and look. Like, honestly, just look and consider the magnitude of Jesus and his love for us and his coming to earth for us. I can remember my one and only son's birth, Preston, right? Give me a shout out, Preston. Pound it, air pound. There you go. Um, There in the hospital, the whole birth thing's taken place. A lot of hard work for me. And... um, Thank you, honey. I love you. Okay, so, you know, she really did the, the hard work. And I was there to encourage, be cheering section. So we, uh, the baby's born, baby, little baby Preston. And he comes out, and they whisk him off to a room, right? And what do they do? If you've had kids, you know what they do now. They, they're poking, they're prodding, they're like taking blood samples. Like, welcome to this world, poke, bleed, you know? They're scaling him. They're like, not, he didn't have scales. They have him on a scale. It'd be really weird. That'd be some, like, other movie. But he, uh, it was real life. And he's screaming. He's freaking out. And I'm, like, wondering what to do. And you're nervous as a dad. Like, this is my fourth child. I'm like, is there room? Do I have more love for four? Because I love the three so much. The first three girls are just so beautiful. How do you not love them? And then I'm like, but a fourth child. And he's screaming. And I thought, what do I do? Well, I just walked over. And I put my hand on him. Not so that he would weigh more. (laughs) But to see if it would calm him. And I was like. It'll be okay, little monkey, probably is what I said, something like that, or monster. And he looks up at me. I mean, they've just put goop in his eyes, this, like, oil junk. I don't know why, but it's just like, he's like, you know, looking at me, and he's screaming, and he just goes to complete calm. And the coolest part about that moment, like, I was just like, behold, I have power, you know, it was that moment. But he, uh, he's really calm, and I look over out of the side of my eye, And what do I see through the glass window right there? But Dana's dad watching this whole moment go down. And he's just got pride and joy, probably a little tear going on there watching. And I was just like, behold, that's how you do, you know, that's how we do. And and it was this moment that was beautiful. But honestly, No matter how likes those pictures of Preston when he was a baby got, no matter how many likes he got on Instagram or Facebook or whatever, none of it compares to the behold of Jesus' arrival. Like it was just, okay, so cute baby arrives. That's awesome. Okay, you know, even if he looks like a little shriveled lizard, we've got to say he's beautiful. You know, it's that moment on Facebook. Oh, yeah, I better comment or I'll be in trouble. They know I viewed it. And it's that, no, all babies are beautiful. Come on, I'm not that mean. Okay, uh, we only audio podcasts, so they'll never see that. Uh, but, you know, so you're looking here and you're just, you're going, this, this, this baby is perfect. But this baby, Jesus, was actually perfect. Like, this is the whole Lion King, Rafiki, Jesus, because Jesus' life showing up 
impacts all of us. The date's changed. Everything to this date has been shifted because Jesus showed up. Behold, right? Like that is what we're celebrating. That is the moment. It's a moment that 100% of us are affected by. And we get to celebrate this time of year. I love Christmas. I love the fact that we're the light of the world. I love the fact that we can behold the Son of God has come. I don't know if you've stopped yet this season to behold. Maybe this is the first moment and you're like, it gets crazy up to this day, but then you're like, ah. Maybe this is the, the kind of Christmas is going to kick in and it will kind of be done season. But we need to pause. Worship team, you can kind of head back up. We need to pause. And tonight is to consider what God has done with his love in sending Jesus for us. It means we can have life now and life to the full. It means life eternal if we'll just choose to put our faith in Jesus. It means that our sin, the things we do, the mistakes we make, which we're going to because we're all human, we all have sin, we can lay it before Jesus and he'll take away the sin of the world as we just read. And we cannot have sin in our life anymore. All because of this behold moment. Jesus showed up on earth to save us. That's how much God loves us. And this is what's cool, guys. I know there's a lot of religions out there in the world. And sometimes we can get all philosophical and go, well, what's right? What's wrong, bro? Let's think about this, you know. And we get in that moment and we start to think really heavy. Here's the difference maker. This is the difference maker of Christianity versus any other faith practice in the world. It's the only faith in which God initiates relationship with us. It was God who sent Jesus to us so that we could then respond to that action by putting our faith in Jesus and then inherit eternal life. It's a free gift. It's the best gift of Christmas that we can unwrap. We can't do a thing to earn Jesus. God already loves us so much that he gave us Jesus. Yeah, that's done. He loves you. You can't offend him enough that he won't love you. He loves you. And he sent Jesus for you, no matter how young you are or how old you are, so that you could have life and a life that would be abundant. Isn't that amazing news? Behold the Son of God. Our action point today is simple. It's to look at Jesus. Behold means to look. Let's make sure every moment during the course of this, this weekend. I know on Christmas Day we open up a, a story. Or last year we used the version Bible, I think. Or we watched a video about uh, Jesus' birth. We always do that before we open presents on Christmas morning. We'll celebrate what this season's really about. And then we'll do the presents. Because the best gift of all that we could unwrap is Jesus. We need to look at what he's done for our lives. We need to give him thanks for what he's done this year. You know, some of your years, you may arm wrestle with God over what you should thank him for. Because it's like, there's some tough stuff here in this year. But others of you, you're like, God, thank you for so much blessing in my life. I don't know where you're at in that spectrum. doesn't matter where. 
He loves you. And we need to find a way to look at what he did for us. Now, that might be new news that Jesus loves you, that God loves you. And this is your opportunity today then to put your faith in Jesus. We drew your attention to those connect cards earlier. And you can let us know, man, this is where I'm at in my journey on the back. We'll pray for you if you have a prayer request. But I want to ask you to just pray with me for a moment, just to thank God for sending Jesus to us. But I'm also going to give you an opportunity to respond. If you've never put your faith in Jesus before and you're like, God's done this for me. I need to respond today. I need to welcome him into my life and learn as I'm looking at Jesus during Christmas, what did he do? Like, what does this all mean? And, and we would love to celebrate. If you're going to make a choice to invite Jesus in your life today, we want to know, we want to celebrate with you as we grow into this next year. So God, we thank you for sending your one and only son. I can't imagine the risk because I remember that first touch with my son. I remember his crying turned to peace. And I can't imagine you sending your son into the world where you knew it was far but peaceful. And since that's coming, it's still, there's, there's not peace in this world. We still need your intervention for peace. And we pray for that, God. We pray for peace around this world. We pray for those that are in chaos. We pray for those that are even right here in our own community. And we pray for marriages. We pray for children that are sick. We pray for families that are being torn apart uh, for whatever the reason is. We pray against drug use. We pray against things that would just tear apart lives. We pray for those that are suffering from the memories of loss of loved ones this year. But God, there's some great things you've done in our life. You've blessed us. You've shown up and provided for us. You've gotten us this far. We have so much to thank you for. But yet some in this room, maybe they're at a place in their life where they've yet to respond to your love and invite you into their life. I pray right now that if there are people here and they've yet to say, Jesus, would you be my Lord and Savior? I want to follow you. I want to learn what it is to be loved by you every day. I want to respond to your sending Jesus to us, God, by inviting Jesus into my life. If there are people that have yet to do that, may they simply just invite you in right now. May they just say, Jesus, I invite you into my life. In your name I pray. Amen. Amen. It's that simple, an act of faith to receive Jesus. And and if you have, if you've prayed to maybe... Just receive Jesus for the first time or re-invite him into your life. Would you let us know on that Connect card? We want to celebrate with you. We want to get to know you this coming year when you come back. Worship team's going to sing a song again.